Come on in. The listening is fine. You're listening to the Carolina Outdoors, where not only is the listening fine, but the fishing is fine. Mm. It's springtime fishing. We're here to talk about it on the Carolina Outdoors. Wes Lawson's over on that side. Hey, Bill. Bill Bartee's over on this side. Hey, Wes. You're way far away over there. (laughs) You know, we've got a lot coming up so far, not just for this show, but this month. Good stuff happening. Of course, Bill, you probably already know this, but March, we have the worm moon. Oh, my goodness. You know what? I did not. I've heard of the harvest moon. Mm. I've heard of the blue moon. Mm. I've heard of mm, the full moon. Yeah. A lot of those things are normal. Yeah. Every month has a different name. January is the wolf moon. That's, you know, howling wolves and all that kind of fun stuff. February was the snow moon. You can figure out why. But March, you know, the northern hemisphere things are warming up. So the worms are coming out as the as the cold ground begins to thaw. So we've got that going for us, which is nice. So that's just as the ground thaws, more worms erupt from the soil? I mean, I don't know if it ever got cold enough here for the for the worms to even freeze, but that's that's the folklore behind that. You know, blue moons happen when you get, and they're not even blue, when you get two full moons in a month. Aha. And so the harvest that. moon's more uh, October-ish. September. September, that's what I meant. October's the hunter's moon. There's probably some overlap, you know. I mean, maybe it's a leap year. I don't know. But speaking of Hunter's Moon, right now is a lot of scouting is going on as our listeners are listening to the Carolina Outdoors for turkey season. Mm -hmm. Of course, we cover both Carolinas. In fact, we blast up and down the eastern seaboard early on a Saturday morning. So welcome our friends from, from the northeast as well as from down Florida way, Canada to Cuba, as we like to say, of course, worldwide. It highlights of the Carolina outdoors, but West Turkey season is out there, and there may be many people in Mecklenburg County, but also the surrounding counties who are seeing these turkeys kind of flocked up, going through their quote-unquote mating um, uh, situation, as we are a family show, but uh, March 22nd in South Carolina kicks off some youth days for turkey season and then april brings uh, the opening day of turkey season we'll talk more about that because it's also the opening day of trout season yes sir well you know both turkeys and trout can be a bit of a vexation because just when you think you figure them out they go and change on you they're, they're like small children just when you think you figure it out they change turkeys are uh, devilish creatures as are wild trout yeah it can really be a struggle bus situation because you you think you know where they are. You put the chi- you put the the turkeys to roost. I almost said chickens. You put the turkeys to roost. Your mantles, your chickens. That's right. And then you go back the next morning to try and call them down, and they have moved. Or your friend doesn't have the right camouflage on, and the gun is glinting, and they see it. Or any number of thing can happen. Uh, and trout are like that too. We forget that these animals can move. <laughs> They can move. We found that out over the past uh, few months, well, mm-hmm. really starting in the fall because of the storms that came through western North Carolina and uh, this area as well. Think about late summer last year. We had some gully washers that yes, pushed out uh, many of the uh, hatcheries that, that produce fish for the state. Don't let me get too far down this tangent. But uh, because of loss of those fish, 
they had to share fish and stocked many of the streams with, now these are stockfish, but brook trout. And one thing about brook trout is they travel, much like you're speaking of uh, the wildfish here in the Carolinas. So what that meant was the normal stocking spots weren't full of fish because those fish were moving up and down the stream. You mix that with some uh, illegalities of poaching, not correct uh, fishing during the month of March or last fall. And it uh, made for tough fishing, which, to your point, on wild trout. Well, and, you know, we do have other uh, creatures in in the habitat. You know, otters, uh, birds of prey, they can make a big impact on fish numbers just like humans do. But it is it is incredible how far some species of trout can travel, up to eight miles in a day, which is, Whoa. given, you know, some of our the conditions of some of our stre- streams and creeks, that's tough. You know, we don't have wide and deep runs the length of some of our rivers, so they are working hard to get away. Is it normal for them to travel that far? I don't know. I'm going to say probably not, but my degree is Spanish political science, so I don't know for sure. (laughs) Well, I hate to uh, rapid fire during this round as we prepare for the upcoming guests joining us here on the Carolina Outdoors we're going to have uh, Bernie Brown join us. Oh, yeah. From the Visualite Theater. A little bit later on, we're going to have Ben Meadows from Dorsal Outdoors. He is one of the directors of a film and the upcoming F3T coming to Charlotte, the 2022 version, uh, Dan's Pain. But let's stay on springtime. Spring break is upon us. It is. Upcoming, uh, uh, upcoming uh Trout season is in effect. Delayed harvest is already well underway as we finish up the uh, spring. But we are active on Instagram. We invite all the listeners to the Carolina Outdoors to head over to Jesse Brown's Instagram page. I can see some of you rolling your eyes. Facebook, in your case, participate with us on those sites. That's how you can see what we look like, but also find out the goings-on in the outdoor realm from our uh, headquarters over at Jesse Brown's. With that being said, Wes, you were on Instagram for a local angling. I know you're waiting to see the fishing report I'm about to ask you for. Mm. But there was a report from Weldon, Roanoke Rapids. The striper run is starting up. Uh, First come in the shad, and up follows those shad or these stripers, and it is... A heyday of catching on occasion. What's the report from up there? Well, you know, shad attract two things. Politicians. Mm-hmm. Yes. And stripers. Yeah, so <laughs> it looked like, uh, you know, and, and with the striper game, especially uh, up there around Weldon and, and Ray Rap, cloud cover plays a part, you know, like it does for so much fishing. But um, some of the guides were talking about in a, in a three-hour window, Two anglers in a boat, 75, 80, 85 fish, which is just insane. I mean, you are you are working hard to crank that fast to bring fish in the boat like that. The big thing for folks to remember is this year the catch and keep limit has been dramatically reduced. So make mm. sure you check uh, the state commission, national, uh, what the state wildlife commission for that. But if you just want to catch and release, you know, 75 fish in two or three hours, you are working. Wow. I'll take it. I like the way you said that, too, about the cloud cover, because I think that that does play a part. The times I have been there, well, I've never had a day like that, but they are plentiful for many of the people coming into Jesse Brown's um, talking like that. The fly riders who go out Mm -hmm. there um, end up, 
you know, it, it, you don't have to Brad Pitt cast that right. thing. You just kind of get your line out there. It has a sink tip of some degree on it that kind of, it's a saltwater fly, just falls down into the water column, and you strip, 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 strip it back up to the boat. And hopefully by about that fifth strip that I said, you've got a good-sized striper on. Yeah, and a striper on any rod, but especially a fly rod, is just unending amounts of fun. Uh, that's just, that's just you, a, you're active, you're having a good time. Why not get out there and do it? Now, one other thing, Bill, you know, unrelated to that, but in the same vein, um, hatchery-supported trout fishing mm, yes. ended in February. That does not mean that fishing is over for trout. That just means we have a one-month window, March 1 to April 1, when you're not fishing those particular parts of streams and rivers. We can still go fly fishing for trout just in other places, and that's okay. Wow. So we can, yeah, so we can go fishing right now. If you're listening to us in the month of March, you just can't keep those fish on that hatchery-supported water. Right. And, you know, that's an important thing to remember because for a lot of our anglers, that's their modus operandi anyway, is catch and release all the time. People are fishing right now. How do I know that? Because we're getting them ready. Our guides have been on the water it is game time at Jesse Brown's Outdoors. Hey, so contact us. That's Wes Lawson telling you, but I'll back him up, Bill Barty, on this side. Contact us at Jesse Brown's. If fly fishing is a sport that you're interested in, maybe you want to book one of our guides to head out into western North Carolina. Usually it's one of five trout streams that we use. Should I say them, Wes, out loud? You can try it. I'll try to say it. The Mitchell River up near Dobson, North Carolina. Wilson Creek above Morganton. The Watauga River over towards Valley Crucis the East Fork of the French Broad, or the North Mills are some of them on our recipe. How do we pick it? Where the fish are biting the best and the closest proximity to meet you there. Just contact us at Jesse Browns. And again, sign in on Facebook and Instagram because that's the way we like to talk. Wes, let's take a break and get this show continuing on the road. Let's do it. Wes Lawson, Bill Barty, we're the outdoor guys from Jesse Browns.